It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to a pregame edition of SSPN. We got the Spurs matching up with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'll just leave my facial expression at that. If you're listening on podcast, you can imagine what it looked like. But the good news for the Spurs, Ethan, the rodeo road trip is finally over tonight. So maybe, maybe we can at least make this game competitive. That's kind of my hope. We've got smacked in the past two games. Obviously, they're at the top of the West. I don't, I haven't checked the standings today. So maybe they fluctuated from one to two, but y'all get what I'm saying. Um, I'm just hoping we can be competitive in this one, Ethan. There's been some positive strides, I think, in the past couple of games to give us a little bit of hope. Um, of course, along with being at home, finally. I think it'll be a high-energy game, Jude. Uh, to keep it simple, I think we'll probably lose the game to go out on a limb. Uh, but it'll likely be in the classic Spurs fashion of you know two quarters where we're, we're playing out, out of our minds, but ultimately either the third or the fourth quarter will we'll give it up. Yeah, that's that's probably about what will happen, Ethan. Um, if the Thunder don't just do what they've done to us in the other two games we've played this season, which I will pull up right now mm. since we're talking about it. Well, actually, this is the Timberwolves box score, which we're going to get into in a second. But before we get to that, I do want to check out the Thunders game uh, or the Thunder games that we've played this season just to give everybody a little bit of a refresher. Obviously, they're not pleasant. Here is the most recent one, I believe. Um, and that is, of course, a 140 to 114 victory. And that was in the January game that we played them. Shea mm-hmm. Gilgis had 32, Chet had 17, 9, and 4. Uh, and Aaron Wiggins, I remember that, Ethan, had 22 off the bench sniping mm-hmm. against us there. Um, there were some other guys, you know, Wemby and Devin had, you know, they got to 20, but this was obviously a blowout game. Now, if we can go find the other game from earlier this year. Or no. Well, no, yeah, here we go. In November, another almost 50-point blowout. Oh, dang it. I lost my spot. I just had it, I thought. Oh, I clicked Come on the on, thunder. Dude. I Come clicked on, on the thunder. I can't believe myself, Ethan. It's higher up. Um, there you go. There we go. There we go. Um, are you getting that sound too? Ethan? I am. I am. I can't believe this. I thought I. I thought I changed it again. Y'all saw 123 to 87. Um, yeah, Thunder games have not been good. So it would be nice to at least have one competitive game against this Wemby Chet rivalry if you will it's not even just that the spurs and thunder are division rivals um and obviously they're much further ahead than we are but i think with the rodeo road trip ending and then getting smacked in the past two games mm-hmm. they've, they've got stuff to play for tonight you know what i'm saying yeah they have every reason to make it competitive and uh even if it isn't jude i think Spurs fans can rely on the classic Wemby versus Chet matchup, at least being entertaining. You know, those guys go at it even when we lose by 40 points. And hopefully, statistically, Wemby can get the better of them. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. I wish I had more to say to kind of break down this Thunder game, Ethan. But the bottom line is they're a team at the top of the West right now. Mm -hmm. And we're the team at the bottom, which is similar to what happened on Tuesday. And it kind of makes me glad that I was working and we didn't do a post game that was initially scheduled. And I know if you go ahead and look at the the final score, it looks like it was uh, a little bit closer of a game than it actually was. And I do want to give the guys credit in the fourth quarter um, for what they did. But at the same time, for the most part, I just went and watched the highlights right before this as a refresher, Ethan. And they basically blew us out for the majority of the game. As a team sitting at the top of the West against a team at the bottom of the West should. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. The final score is not a good representation of how the game went. It was definitely one-sided match for 95% of the game. Any other any other thoughts on that one, Ethan? I know you got to watch a little bit more of that game than I did, if I'm correct. I got to watch approximately three minutes of the game. Uh, well, it's still more than I did. It is more than you did. <laughs> and that first three minutes, we looked pretty good. We were executing for three minutes, but obviously that didn't last the entire time. I, I saw that Anthony Edwards got hurt briefly for a second, but I think he came back, right? Like it looked yes. really bad in the yes, moment, he but did. he ended up coming back. Um, and of course, watching the highlights, you saw a mix of both highlights are misleading. Like even the team that loses by 30 points is going to have a few nice baskets. Right. But, um, for sure. Ultimately it was a, it was a loss to a much better team. Um, but in terms of the thunder tonight, Jude, just to say one last thing about this, go for it. We can't let all their other shooters go crazy. If we can just handle those guys. Like, we know what Shea Gildas Alexander is going to do. We know what Jeff Holmgren is going to do. That will counterbalance with hopefully what Devin and Wemby are able to do. But our others have to stop their others. Because like you said, Wiggins getting 22 on all those threes. The rest of their players getting hot and going crazy. That That's what cost us in the last two matchups. Yeah, and that's kind of been a story throughout this season, Ethan, leaving, leaving the, the shooters open and then them executing. Exactly. But the one positive note that I do want to say about this game, and I will say a, a good, I want to say at least like seven or eight of these points did come in the fourth quarter. So it is kind of a little bit of garbage time. But a good response from Keldon Johnson after getting benched. You can't take away five threes. I know yes. missed six, but still to get 26 and four uh, and the steal as well um, with 34 minutes as well. That's another thing I wanted to get into because I know Jeremy um, got benched later in the game. And I, looking at the minute total, like I said, I didn't watch the game, but looking at his minutes being only at 16, I believe that was for the rest of the game. And mm-hmm. Wemby actually got pulled when he got pulled at the same time. But Victor obviously came back in with him playing 34 minutes as well. Um but just good response from Keldon, despite this game being uh, a team at the top of the West for, versus the team at the bottom of the West. Yeah, for sure. It was a tough few games for him, a tough stretch, and obviously he got benched, so it's great to see him bounce back mentally. And I think he talked about it. You sent me his post game, and it's like this is just part of you know changing the standard here is when – you can't accept losing. You can't accept mistakes. This is Pop keeping his players accountable. It doesn't matter if you're the most tenured player or if you're Blake Wesley just trying to fight for minutes at the end of the bench. Um, so I, I'm happy that 
he did not respond negatively to it. And you mentioned in the previous games when he was benched that like he was still cheering for his teammates. He didn't seem yep. down on himself. It was still a positive reaction to it. So hopefully that's what Jeremy gets out of it because he's had a couple of games too in a row. Yeah, he's been really he hasn't even been a Swiss Army knife. Like he's been pretty absent from from the uh, from the game as far as impact. Like usually yep. if he gets zero points, it's like oh you know he still played great defense. You know he had like eight boards, five assists, whatever it is. Um, but clearly he wasn't able to do that in 16 minutes of play. Um, so hopefully he can bounce back. Tonight. Who's his matchup against OKC? Is it J Dub? Um, probably that's that's who I would say who it is. But uh, you know a lot of the times we have him guarding Shea Gilgis too. Yeah, I'm talking about like who's guarding him. I would assume J Dub. Yeah, probably because they kind of play him mm-hmm. at the four similarly, but they switch a lot too. You know, obviously Chet will be on Wemby. Um, maybe you could see some possessions where like Giddy's guarding him. That's the only other person I could think of. But pre- they just got Gordon Hayward too. I True. forgot about that. True. They're a talented team defensively. Like I don't, I don't want to take anything away from them. But if they have one weakness, it's the lack of size. Um, and the interior, I know they have Chet Holmgren, who's a shot blocker, but he's like really their only true center and he's thin, you know, kind of like us with Wemby. So, I mean, they are similar to us because our backup center, Zach Collins, is not much of a rim protector. So if, if Jeremy can kind of channel that athleticism and aggressiveness and try and get some easy baskets on the inside tonight, it might be a good game for him to bounce back offensively. For sure. And we'll need his help on the boards, mm-hmm. you know, in a game tonight as well. And as you can see in his last two games, I'm sorry for the Burger King ad interrupting you, Ethan, like no, you're twice fine. there. I just can't. I <laughs> I turned it off. I found a way to fix it. And then now it's coming back. Um, <laughs> but zero points, one point in the last two games and four rebounds. Oh, for seven shooting. That that, you know, to your point, um, that was kind of that that just explains it that explains Jeremy's last two games I know before that actually had four straight yeah. games with double digits um and pretty efficient shooting so Let's did get you back to that there you go there you go sorry there. I heard a little bit of what you were saying there but it was like it felt like distorted mm. in my headphones so I wasn't sure if you talked or not so sorry if I just no <laughs> you're fine. I, I, you didn't interrupt me you're good cool 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 well Ethan um that is basically all there really needs to be said on the Timberwolves and uh, OKC game. I'm sure we'll get into some comments as well, which I see some here that we're going to get to here in a second. But we do have some Spurs news to talk about finally today, Ethan. Hmm. We have an open roster spot. Marcus oh. Morris and the San Antonio Spurs have agreed to a contract buyout. And C.D. Sissoko was also recalled to the regular San Antonio Spurs today. But don't get your hopes up too much for some CD minutes because he played this morning in the Austin Spurs thrilling victory over the South Bay Lakers. I would actually, if you haven't watched any Austin Spurs highlights this year, go to the NBA G League YouTube channel and watch today's. It's like six minutes. Um, it was a real competitive game. And it was, it was eerily similar to the Clippers-Lakers game last night, except unlike the Clippers, um, and granted, the Austin Spurs didn't have to go up against LeBron James, probably the greatest player of all time. But at the same time, they did have to go up against first round pick Jalen Hood Shafino, who mm. had 38. But Paul Watson had 44 with nine threes, Ethan. And the mm. Spurs pulled it out. And Serge Ibari made some clutch plays as well on Jalen Hood Shafino defensively. He hit four straight free throws uh, when the Spurs were up by one to kind of seal it. I tweeted about that um, 
But yeah, a pretty pretty entertaining, probably the most entertaining Austin Spurs game that I have seen this year. Honestly, if you do want to be entertained, you should go watch the Austin Spurs because they are a little bit more competitive on the, on most given nights than the San Antonio Spurs are. But uh, it's great to hear about Serge Barry, right? Not, not Serge Barry. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CD Sissoko coming to San Antonio Spurs. Uh, to me, that kind of he's he's actually on a full contract, right? So yes. I'm hoping that now he'll actually get some meaningful minutes. I know he was recovering from that injury, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm a huge fan of his game. I know you are. I think you were more of a fan of him initially than I was. I, th- I think you actually thought he might play from the get go. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I, I, I can't remember. I honestly may have said that. If I'm overstating, <laughs> I apologize. But I, I remember you being high on him. To, to say I was least. for sure. Um, but basically a Boris Diaw replica, but with better athleticism and better defensive upside. Um, and really better upside all around because he's only, what, 19 years old? Mm-hmm. He's still 19. Big fan of the unselfishness that he plays with. Obviously, there's a French connection. Um, and coming off of our bench, giving us a little more energy and athleticism and juice, I, I think that, what the hell? Why not? Give him some meaningful minutes because we're not going to win ball games anyway. Uh, so let's throw him out there. Maybe instead of Chetty Osman, which is difficult to say because I love Chetty Osman. We both do. He's a very consistent player for us. But at the end of the day, is he a part of our long-term future? Not really. And is he uh, helping us win games? Obviously not. We're, we're last in the conference. So uh, I'm excited for Sissoko. Who is the? Did you just mention Champagny? Who is the other player that you just mentioned? I said Chet, Chetty Osman. Chetty. Okay, sorry. I missed that a little bit. No, you're um, yeah, and and you know I I love Shetty so much. Mm-hmm. I love the way he plays, but CD is kind of like Shetty with like ten times better potential. You know, at, at least right now. Maybe it turns out that he doesn't. You know, end up being Who that. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're ve- they kind of actually have a lot of sim- they have a similar game in a lot of ways. They do a lot of stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, and mm-hmm. that was the other thing I wanted to say. Like, if you just go look at CD's G League stats, that's not going to tell you the whole story with him. Oh, and that's yeah. and that's really the same with last year when he was playing for G League Ignite. You know, mm-hmm. you could you could argue that as well. Um, but he's always going for blocks. He's being physical on defense. He's got playmaking ability. He has good vision. He has that Euro, you know, um, that European, uh, what would base? I guess you could say because he played professionally in Spain for a couple years before he played for the Ignite. Um, so I, I would love to see him just get a flyer, especially with the way that this season's gone and the fact that we gave him a full contract last season. So Bryce Ritalo, um, or Ritalo maybe? I'm sorry if I'm butchering that last name, but I saw your comment earlier. You said, glad to be in here live. We appreciate you being in here. And you're saying, what would it take during the course of the season for C.D. Sissoko to play for the Spurs? And I had to put that up because we were kind of just talking about that. Hmm. Beautiful. I think you'll see it sooner rather than later, Bryce. Yeah, especially at, like I at least in the last two weeks of the season. I think we're going to see, we might even see some David Duke Jr. in the last three games or last two weeks of the season, dare I say, Ethan. 
Um, I don't know about that, actually, but I think there's a chance for it for sure. I think you will definitely see some Barlow, Sissoko, Wesley, Branham minutes in like the last two weeks of the season at some point. Maybe it's only like one game, but think Mm. about the Dallas game to end the year last year, Ethan. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. Is last year, I don't think any of us expected Barlow, Mamu, Champagny, Bassey, all these random guys that showed up halfway through the year to play consistent minutes. And they ended up doing it and really earned themselves some some roster spots. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up because there were some other thoughts that I had regarding this open roster spot. There's two things I want to hit on. The first thing I want to hit on is last year when we were in this situation, we picked up Sandro Mamukelishvili. Mm. And I think it was a little bit earlier, and I can't remember exactly who we let go of to open up the roster spot. Um, oh, was it Kim Birch? Or no, was that before the season started? No, it was before this season. Okay. I think I think it honestly might have been no. Was it after the trade deadline? Maybe we just had an open spot. Maybe. Because we let's see, we traded Jay Rich for Devontae in four seconds, then we traded Jakob for did we get a player in return for Jakob? I don't think so, because that's Toronto, right? We just mm-hmm. got picks, right? I think we got I'm picks. Bad at this. And if we had gotten somebody, <laughs> maybe we just released them. I'm like, have, no, we got Ken Birch. I'm gonna look up the uh, the Jakob Ken Birch. Oh, that's right. No, he so he got released before this season. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we kept Ken Birch last year. I can't remember who we let go of. Did someone get hurt? Did we have like a play, like an exception? <sighs> I don't think so. But I remember, I remember picking up Bassey early in the season and then i think champagne was like december january so he could kind of be thrown in that mamu mold as well but he was on um a two-way last season i believe mm-hmm. um but yeah the, the point is you know when we picked up sandro a lot of people probably just thought okay well this is you know until the end of the year just to take a flyer on a guy and mm-hmm. here we are next season and he's made it another season in san antonio We'll see what happens this offseason, but that's the type of stuff that could potentially happen with this uh, this open roster spot. But the second thing, I mentioned that first. The second thing I want to mention is a beloved former Spur. Dude, <laughs> the balloons, they just appear out of nowhere. There is, I, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know. Dude, like, I... For those of y'all listening on podcast, oh, the Apple balloons just came up in my feed. Um, me and Ethan have talked about the thumbs up icon that we get. Um, and Eric Piscina mentions who I was going to talk about before the balloons popped up. And maybe that's why the balloons popped up. Mm. Because Patty Mills was waived. We're not ha- happy about Patty getting waived. But if the Spurs pick him up and we bring him home, um, even if it's just for these last couple months, Ethan, mm-hmm. then those balloons would be celebratory for that yeah i love patty mills i think it honestly sort of kind of makes sense when you think about like what's a need on the team you could argue point guard play um you could argue shooting he provides both of those he's a veteran leader uh, and i think his presence in the locker room would be the most beneficial thing he would provide to our team like he might not even touch the court if we signed him um, and he might honestly retire after this year type of thing. But for him to influence Blake Wesley, I think would be huge because he's a young point guard who's, who's you know, looking to take on more responsibility and to have a veteran like that to lean on. Not to say that Devontae's not that, but Patty was brought up in the Spurs culture. He's been around the league forever. He's a FIBA legend. He's 35, about to be 36. Like he provides a different level 
uh, than to say a Devonte Graham or a Chetty Osmond. So to that respect, I wouldn't have a problem with it. And I know the Spurs are in a situation where you'd like to take a flyer on somebody like a Mamu, like mm-hmm. we did last year. You know, a younger player that maybe still has some potential. Or a Barlow. Um, right, right. That could be the case, too. Maybe we end up moving his contract up. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. But I really... I would. I, I, lo- I love the idea of bringing in Patty because I think he would not only just the Spurs way and the way that he was brought up and he was a part of those championship teams, had interactions with Manu, Tony, Tim, Boris, all those guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What he would do in the locker room, like you mentioned, the mental aspect of the game in an NBA season, Mm -hmm. even if it was just for these last, you know, well, it's about to be March, so basically two months left in the season at this point. I still think that time would be invaluable mm-hmm. for, like you said, a young Blake Wesley. You know what I mean? Even some of the other younger guys. I just think with the way that this season is gone, he would be able to provide so much knowledge mm-hmm. to like those guys um, if we were to bring him in. Now, obviously, I'm not opposed to other things. I'm going to trust in whatever the Spurs, you know, end up doing. But as Bryce puts it here, Patty, perfect fit, which we already know mm-hmm. he's a perfect fit in San Antonio. Couldn't agree more. And like you said, especially if if he is really about to retire, come on, let him, let him, let him ride it out. Let him retire as a spur. You know what I'm saying? The only alternative just to play devil's advocate here is that maybe he doesn't want to come back to San Antonio because he is 35. Even if he is about to retire, like there's probably a, a contending team with an open roster sure. that we just don't know of off the top of our head. That's like, you know what? Let's take a chance on Patty Mills. Maybe we can put him in at the playoff time. And he's been in those situations and he can knock down a couple threes for us and make an impact. So if that's on the, on the table for him, um, I would understand completely if he decided to go that route instead. Hey, Gorilla Gorilla brings up a good point here. He says he wants reps before the Olympics. That is true because he's probably going to go out and at least try to do that one more time, especially with Australia's, you know, uh, success with their basketball program. And you know what? Maybe he's jaded with other teams, Jude, because he went to Brooklyn (laughs) thinking he was going to be a championship contender. That obviously didn't pan out. Uh, then he got went to Atlanta thinking he would be a backup point guard, and they didn't even play him. Like that's honestly so sad. They didn't even play the guy. And maybe he just wants to come back home and, and be comfortable with Pop and and just really embrace that leadership role. Yeah, absolutely. I like I like Victor's comment here. He says Patty could help with Wemby's arm strength mm. training on how to towel wave. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh, and I know this is not what Jason's saying in the comments, but he could be possibly a liaison to mr trey young if that's actually on the table because they they have a relationship now that is true especially after his time in atlanta mm-hmm. um and he could you know hit him with a text or something and be like hey i know they're 11 and whatever but i'm telling you 
solid coffee's core here really <laughs> the coffee's really good i put up the coffee gang earlier from from eric Pacina. shout out to the ogs mm-hmm. boris was in that wasn't Jakob? didn't Jakob even get in that he was in it when it, later on with rudy gay yeah white that was the later group the og though was patty tiago boris <laughs> manu all those those foreign guys heck yeah heck yeah well other than that ethan um the other thing that I'm thinking about while we're talking here is kind of the Dom Barlow thing with the open roster spot because we've talked about that a lot. Mm. And honestly, as time... Oh, and, and before we move on, Eric Pacina says Eubanks. Oh, of course. You can't forget about our boy Drew Eubanks right right here on my wall, signed. He puts um, the Dunkin' in Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I like it. I you like, like it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, but Dom Barlow, as time has gone on... I, I, I actually, I am more, I just, I don't think that we're going to bring him up. And the reason is, is kind of because of what we mentioned, even when we first brought up this conversation, we're like, hey, little asterisk here, you know, he could still stay on the two way just because he's 20 years old and can still get things out of developing in the G League. Um, and that's basically the reason that as time has gone on. I don't think that's going to be the case. Maybe I'll be proven wrong in the next 40, 24 to 48 hours. Um, but I, I think there's a lot that he can still benefit. As much as it is, you know, like an easy double-double for him down there for the mm-hmm. most part. Like today, he didn't have one, but still, he had 15 on 7 of 10 shooting. And the reason he he had 15 and 3, but the, the other side of that is that Paul Watson had like 44 and I, I think he had like nine rebounds too. And it was kind of just like, all right, Paul's got Paul's hitting nine threes tonight and, and has 44. So everybody's kind of just going to clear out. But I, I still think that they're like, those reps are still beneficial for his development. Definitely next season. You know, I think that's, that's a conversation. Um, but I think I just think for the rest of the G League season, like mm-hmm. it would be beneficial for him to have the option of mm-hmm. playing down there. Like I said, I think in the last two weeks of the season, we're going to see we're, we'll see Barlow back up there and, and get some minutes. Um, but I think I think we are going to keep him on that two way for the rest of the year. And the more I think about it, I kind of I, I kind of see it. it. He's just still 20. You know what I mean? And, and the other thing I was thinking about with this too, Ethan, is like there's going to be some G League playoff reps in there. Mm-hmm. Now, I know it's the G League <laughs> and it's not the same as the actual playoffs, but still those like that would be a scenario that would be beneficial for Dom. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And and something I forgot about, honestly, until you just said it, like Zach Collins is still on a three-year contract, so we're likely going to want to play him despite Dom Barlow maybe outplaying him. Plus, we've been giving Mamu more minutes. Sissoko right. was just recalled, so he's going to probably get some minutes at that four spot. Um, and you also have Chetty. So there's really not a lot of – like tr- strategically, if you're going to bring someone up, you would. what's the only position we really need is at like that point guard spot or shooting guard spot. You know, a guard. We don't necessarily need any more bigs. Um, so, yeah, let them develop in Austin. That's fine. I, I, now that, The more we've talked about it, the more I actually want Patty. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to bring him up, because everyone always brings him up, if it was a choice between Killian Hayes and Patty Mills, I think I honestly might throw my hat at Patty Mills. 
if I'm being completely honest. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I've, I've heard that one, too. And, and, and like, say in the next two days, that actually does end up happening. I'm not going to be mad at that either, because no, that no, would be either. that would be similar to like Mamu, like we were saying, you mm-hmm. know, a younger player that has more untapped potential, even though, you know, it has been a struggle for him in Detroit. But granted, it's also Detroit, mm-hmm. you know, Um but yeah, I think if if I had to choose to, Ethan, it, it's if it was any other veteran point guard, you know, obviously I'd I'd roll with Killian Hayes. But the stuff that I think Patty could instill in our guys in the next two months, even though it's a limited time, like I said, I think would just be invaluable. You know, it's sad. Like this is definitely not going to happen because I think he will either choose retirement or want to play for a contender. I don't think he wants to come back here necessarily. But Danny Green is also out there. Just sitting at home. Imagine if that happened. You just bring <laughs> both of them home. Come on, guys. We only have one roster spot. I know. Let's cut uh, somebody. Let's cut. No. Some. <laughs> Let's wave anyone. <laughs> wave anyone. <laughs> bring Danny back to train Julian. Honestly, like literally, let him train Julian and let uh, Patty train. Um, what's his name? Blake Wesley. Mama D Diakite has to go. Well, he's on a two way. So that's what I'm saying. Even on a, like, if he's on a four, <laughs> right. then yes, get rid of him. Bye. <laughs> it was Kem Birch. Okay. Actually, though, um, as we wind down here with two minutes left to game time, I know we talked about it at the beginning, but I'm seeing this in the comments. Two Clutch Corey says, let's hope we can make a game of it instead of being down 18 at halftime. Gorilla says, let's all hope for a fairly competitive game. And then also Gorilla says, having a champion in the locker room, 100. But as we lead into this game, Ethan, before we get off here, probably in the next minute or so, final thoughts and points of emphasis for this game against the Thunder tonight. Stop the other shooters. Don't give up wide open shots. Attack the basket. Attack Chet Holmgren. Get him in foul trouble. Shea Gilgis is going to go crazy no matter what we do. If we can accomplish those two feats and not turn over the ball, we have a chance to make this competitive. Completely agree. And to piggyback off that a little bit is don't let J-Dub go insane as well. Mm. Because if you have both of them going insane, then you're really putting yourself in a hole. And the other points of emphasis that I would have, Ethan, intensity on defensive rotations, playing physical, and not letting up and keeping that intensity up and that physicality up despite the situation. Because the Thunder are going to go on their runs. Mm -hmm. They may go on a run and put you down 10, but they're also going to do that to everybody. So if you can just stay the course, keep it at bay, and like, like everybody in the comments is saying, if we can accomplish the things that you said and keep the intensity up throughout the entire time, maybe we can have a single digit loss. That's really what I'm hoping for. And I feel like that might be a little bit too much to ask if I'm being honest. <laughs> That's so funny. Maybe we can re- maybe we can come out of there with a single digit loss. <laughs> but seriously, with the, well, what 123 to 87 and 140 to 114. Let's let's just hope. I just want a game in the fourth quarter, Ethan. The last time I asked for that, I can't I think it was the Kings game. They mm-hmm. they responded. So let's hope they do it again. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb, Jude. Let's I'm going to say it. We're having a fight tonight. We're having a fight. Someone's fighting somebody. I'm glad you said that, Ethan. I know we need to get off because the game just started, but somebody in the comments earlier. Here we go. Millennial Media said, Ethan, how long till Wimby and Chet inevitably get into a scuffle? 
I love it when they go at each other. I don't I don't think that they're gonna get they will get into a scuffle tonight, but I think someone will. I'm gonna cool. go on a little I'm gonna say it's the backup J dub, not the not the J Will. Okay, okay. And Jeremy. Ooh, I was expecting Zach there, but okay. That's what I'm that's that's my guess. That's my Arkansas answer. versus Baylor tonight. Book mm-hmm. it. Book it. Smackdown. <laughs> we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We'll let you guys get to tip off. Enjoy this game. Go Spurs go. And if you enjoyed the content, don't forget to hit the like and the subscribe button below. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at SSPN on YT, at Jude McLaren, and at Ethan underscore Quintero. And if you're ready for the next post game, come hang out with us Sunday night after, I can't remember who we play, but I already have it up on the channel. Y'all can go see. Come hang out with us Sunday. We'll catch y'all later. Go Spurs, go.